Hello everyone, and again, thank you so much for finishing the Cowboy Bebop arc with us. It has been a fantastic journey, and everyone here at My First Anime are so glad that you're able to join us in it. I just wanted to take a quick second and let you all know that we'll be taking a one-week break in between our arcs, and we'll return on Tuesday, December 22nd, just before the holidays, for our second anime season. Thanks, and uh, we'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk about how bad of a fucking father he is Still later. Still probably a better dad than Goku. Oof. Yeah, 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 you're true about that. I mean, come on, Goku literally fights his kids, so... Oh, God. Spoilers, bro. Abuse, Haven't yes. Pa- gotten past Hello, 12-year-old son, I'm dead, go fight the future alien. Yeah. <laughs> go fight the future alien. Alright, I thought about starting this episode in some kind of nonsense way <laughs> to, like, give a finality to it, but screw it, let's just go straight in. I'm Chris Bailey. I'm uh, Salvador, also known as Monkey. And I am Anthony Vaught. Guys, session 24, Hard Luck Woman. <laughs> Written by Michiko Yokote, named after the Kiss song. Which one are they talking about? What? Which, which woman are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's both of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I just want to give Ed the biggest hug she's ever gotten. Dude, yeah, this episode landed for me in a way it never had before. Oh my god. I'm just saying, you guys, like, the end of this episode, I really teared up. Like, I wasn't bawling, but, like, my eyes were waddle. Like, goddamn. I went and took a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I cannot go into the finale right now. I need to give myself some time after this. The finale did not hit me as hard as this episode did, actually. And I love the finale. Love the finale, but it does not hit me as hard. This one's sad. I see, I would call it bittersweet, but yeah. Well, bittersweet and also very sad. <laughs> Depending on what character you're talking about. Uh, yeah, Ed, I would say sad. Ed, I would say bittersweet. I I think Ed's good. I would say Faye has the, had divorced off, basically. Yeah, Ed's is actually very optimistic. Yeah. I mean, that's just Ed. It's still sad. I mean, it it definitely is, but... I mean, yeah. maybe we should talk about the episode before we start, like, discussing it. Maybe. I don't know. What do you guys want to say? Yeah, sure. this one's I mean, weird. Yeah. Freeform it, but, uh, sure. Looking at the beginning, we open up with Faye watching the tape again, <laughs> trying to figure out where it comes from, yeah, that's basically. We get the waterfall idea, right? Yeah. And, um, actually, something I didn't know until I saw it somewhere that statue is basically an indication that Faye is originally from Singapore. Like that waterfall statue, I guess, is a a landmark a creature that they have statues of in Singapore or something. But isn't Singapore China? Uh, Singapore is it's not, not China. It's not no. Japan. 
No, she's not Japanese. Is she not? I thought she was Japanese. She's apparently Singaporean. <laughs> yeah, it's a country. Oh, sorry. I thought she said Asian, not China. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, it is in Asia. It's its own country, though. Don't at me. No, I mean, I think even... I didn't look into everyone. I think even Spike is not even, like, strictly Japanese. I think he's more akin to, like, an Asian-American. I've seen some stuff to indicate that maybe he's even Jewish. I would say Spike is Mars because he's, I think, though, from space. I yeah, think. I don't think Spike is from Earth. You're right. but Yeah. That's the way I look at it. In terms of, like, ethnicities that we could draw analogs to. Uh, dude, it's an anime. There's no... I mean, they obviously thought about this stuff. Like I said, Faye is apparently intended to be from Singapore. Which I guess makes sense, in a way, considering... It's interesting, I think, that there's never a language barrier. Or even other languages shown at all in this series. It's just like everyone speaks the same language. Which is probably either English or Chinese. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway... So Faye's watching the tape, Ed shows up and does weird stuff. <laughs> Scares the shit out of her. Whole comfortable outfit is a tucked in short. Can you guys believe that? Hmm? Well, what's it called? She wears like short shorts and a tucked in short as whole like sleeping outfit. You know what I'm saying? Am I the only one yeah. that thought that was weird? I never noticed it was tucked in, I guess. Yeah, it's tucked in. And I was just like, huh, that's just really weird. Like That, that is strange. Yeah. Oh, uh, if we only talk about Strange, what the fuck was Faye doing to Ed at the end of that scene? <laughs> yep, I I wrote blowing in her mouth. Question mark? Question mark? Uh, I, was, I was like, what a weird kiss, and I was like, that's nope. She's just like just blowing shit into her fucking mouth. I think she's I've just never trying seen to wake that. up Ed really, <laughs> like just trying to wake up Ed. That was just very yeah. strange. I've never seen that method of waking someone up though. I just love the fact that Ed just shows up in Faye's room. And she's just, like, sleep... She's sleepwalking or something. Like, she just shows up all sleepily in Faye's room. <laughs> it's just so random. Yeah, it was just... Ah. We get to... Ed... Or not Ed. Uh, Spike and Jet. I think Jet's cooking again, probably. And Spike's like, hey, the women are gone. Is that right? Uh, no, they're not cooking. Uh... So Spike's out front, brushing his teeth, and then I think Jet's mad. I forgot what he was rambling on about, but then he's like, oh yeah, also, the girls are gone. Yeah. Oh, it's because, okay. yeah, they they set the course wrong, right? Because he's like, we're on I don't Earth, know. and I, he's I like, just... why are we on Earth? Oh, right, yep. Yeah. I think that's yeah. it, so. uh, I really like that. <laughs> and then we get to... S- then we get to see where they're going, where Faye has tied Ed to the top of her ship. Yeah, which is just really funny. I think we're still in, like, what, session 24 now? And that yep. scene between Spike and Jet is still just a perfect reminder of Spike just going with the flow and Jet's, like, this on track mm-hmm. and the dynamic between the two. I think that's a really good reminder to moving on to the next few episodes. Yeah, and I'm actually glad you brought that up because I have something to say about that later. But yeah, In she a way. Had, uh, yeah, she had the head strapped to the fucking shit. Well, I mean, I guess you don't want her to fly off. <laughs> Where else are you going to put her? Yeah, and Faye's ship cannot contain Faye and Ed inside the cockpit, right? There's no way that's possible. 
seems pretty small. <laughs> I wasn't there an episode with um Spike and Faye inside the cockpit? No, it was uh, uh it was um so. it was Faye and the fat guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ed could fit into if they tried. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's just funny that fucking Faye just straps Ed to the ship like a fucking deal. Ed didn't seem to mind. <laughs> no, Ed Ed didn't even fucking kill. Did uh did ha- did Ed have a pinwheel in this in this scene or was that later on? That's, That's later. later. Yeah. Fucking love that pinwheel. Yeah. And that so they go to the uh, fucking special. Yeah. When well, they go to the dump, right? Uh Ed and Faye. Yeah. Yeah, although I before that we do get introduced to uh Apple Deli, who is we later learn is Ed's father. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's with this weird little assistant and they're, they're just like setting up a job basically yeah okay so i'm just, I'm gonna talk about this right now the their job is to make him up of the fucking earth right even though the earth keeps constantly changing mm-hmm. it's by far the dumbest thing ever and this is ed's father this is literally ed's father like i mean that tracks <laughs> yeah it tracks that's the crazy part about it the song when they get introduced is so good that weird like Slow rock, heavy bass line. Dad rock. Yeah, but then it's got like the the real like throaty female vocalist. <laughs> it's oh, it's great. The music in this episode across the board is fantastic. Um, and actually, I'm glad you brought up the <laughs> map of the earth thing now because that's gonna tie into that point I referenced earlier. <laughs> yeah, like you said, then we get to the dump. <laughs> and Ed pulls out a watering can to imply <laughs> that that's the <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Faye so is like dumb. pissed, and then <laughs> they just get ransacked by all these little children. <laughs> and then I think the strangest character is this water hose wielding nun that just knows <laughs> Edward. <laughs> that well, was Ed used so to be at the orphanage, I, but that was still just weird. And what like, was weird about it? Like you see a nun. And then she pulls out a water hose, and she's like, alright, Faye. <laughs> like, misses yeah, all the kids. I don't know why kids. she blasts Faye. Like, <laughs> and then she's like, Edward? It was just a very strange scene overall. Yeah, definitely. I love, uh, I love Edward's, um, Ed's line, though. It's like, so Edward's found. It's so good. You know what I'm saying? I love when Edward, like, goes to the, I don't, it's not dumb but it's third person is but it's not really third post you know what I'm saying yeah 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 I love that and she she does this several times oh yeah this is a really good Ed dialogue one yeah, I like how the nun compares her to a cat I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit but he's <laughs> like one day Ed shows up and begins eating like she's been here the whole time and then she just leaves like a cat yep <laughs> which is basically what she did with the bebop as well yep Ed's a fucking cat. We basically we basically get the thing that Ed Ed basically tricks Faye into going to this to the orphanage just so they can have a bite to <laughs> so eat. So she can have the good food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was it kind of funny because the beep, we never see the beep up actually ha- actually has good food. <laughs> Ever. So, yeah, yeah. So Ed is just basically saying, "Oh yeah, I I come over here to the orphanage just so I can eat something decent." <laughs> Before we head on to our eventual. 
And so we uh, would do get the um, the hologram, yeah, of her dad. And I put down uh, so Ed's father forgot uh, Ed and daycare. Yeah, is what happened. Ed's father for left seven her years <laughs> daycare for seven years. Yeah, for seven years, and he's been looking for Ed for two months. <laughs> what the fuck. Uh, yeah, this this that is not great. A great dad. I mean, uh, I mean, they, we we can talk about it a little little bit later. Yeah, but he's yeah, we'll not definitely talk about how bad of a fucking father he is. He's later. Still, probably a better dad than Goku. Woof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're true about that. I mean, come on, Goku literally fights his kids. So, oh god, spoilers, bro. Abuse. Haven't yes. Pa- gotten past hello, twelve year old son. I'm dead. Go fight the future alien. Yeah. <laughs> Go fight the future alien. When you're about to kill him, I have to get the final shot. <laughs> I have to come back to life so I can kill the alien. <laughs> and then I'll die again. I guess I don't know, man. Yeah, exactly. it's kind of my thing. It's kind of my thing. But anyway, then they head off to the actual destination where we meet. One of Faye's old classmates. So, Sally okay, Young. Question. Yes. Does the time make sense? Yeah. It does? Okay. Faye was only frozen for like 50 years. Yeah. Was she? Okay. So that girl was probably like, what, In her 60s 70s. or 70s? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think Faye yeah. is chronologically like 74 or something. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of... All of Faye's memories start flooding back. We learn... We see what the accident was, and it's not some big grand thing. It's actually just an accident. Something went wrong on a space flight. Yep. Oh, ship blows up, and she gets uh, into cryo, cryo sleep. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The only notes I really had through here got answered later, so. So what I want to know from you guys about this scene is the little girl runs up, the granddaughter... And Sally's like, hey, you'll never guess who this is. And Faye basically says, ah, I'm just a ghost and runs off. Yeah. Despite having, like, everything there right in front of her. Yes. So I'm curious why you guys think that's the reaction Faye had. Oh, that was, it was an out given to her by Sally. Right, but why do you think she finally has what she's been looking for the whole time and she runs away from it? Uh. Kinda, right? Because she says maybe. Maybe? Yeah. And, what do you well, mean? Well, okay, so under my impression, she doesn't have all memories yet. She has, like, she knows where she needs to go. Because we get another memory montage later. Where that's, do we? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But she knows, like, where her house is. That's why she's straight up just like, I'm a ghost, and runs away and yoinks uh, Ed so they can go. But wouldn't you think she could stay and, like, ask this person about herself? Yeah. And her family and all that? I, I do think that. I wrote down, why didn't she ask? I feel like she's getting, she knows it's coming back now, and she knows the next part to go. And she's always, like, by herself, bullheaded, wants to do it, everything alone. So, okay. it, to me, it makes sense that she would just, like, come on, Ed, let's go. Do you have a take on this, Sal? No, uh, now you t- say something is a little bit weird, but I thought, I thought the scene was fine. I mean, basically, it's weird because uh, Faye basically says, oh, I'm a ghost from the past. Mm-hmm. And then, which makes sense. It is true. Faye, Faye, yeah, Faye is a ghost from her, from her past, basically. But saying that to a little kid is not the best thing to say in the world. But I mean, it's Faye, so she's not really care about the fucking kid. Nah. Yeah. So she's we're a, lucky it's not a dog, or she probably would have fucking beaten it in the street. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> <laughs> Look, so you guys have a much more. Uh... 
positive take on it than I do, I guess. And why you don't think that she asked? Yeah. And why that scene played it. Because to me, it wasn't... To me, it felt like she was running away, not charging ahead. And especially given the line of, I'm a ghost, what it started to feel like for me, especially since, like... And since it triggers when the little girl runs up and is like, oh, grandma or whatever... I took it to be, like, Faye kind of starting to realize that the life she's been chasing is gone, and she can never get it back, oh. and she's been trying to find something that doesn't exist this entire time. The Faye, and the even though she remembers the Faye she knew, the life she knew is all effectively dead anyway. I feel like that's the ending of, like, the last episode where she's talking to Spike. Um, I mean, she came I, back to the beatbop because of all that. I th- I definitely think that's very. I could see there it being like a build up that, yeah. to that because yeah, like yeah, it's pretty obvious that she's like. But I took it to like okay, I've almost got this puzzle solved. Let's finish this puzzle, and then whatever okay. emotion she's having with that, whether it be like, oh shit, this is sad because I'm remembering stuff and I it it's all gone now. Or if it was her being like, hey, the last piece of the puzzle is up there, and that could be where I need to be. Because when she left, right, she was saying, I need to go, or she know- she said she knows where she needs to be. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then definitely when she gets there, which we're getting a little bit ahead, but when she gets there, mm-hmm. it's de- it's all gone. And yeah. I think that's what, like, in the, I don't know, I, I could truly, I, we, it's, I think it's hard to debate this one because I could see it both ways, like 50-50. Of her being scared that it's all going to be gone when she gets there, and her wanting it so bad that she's so like excited to get there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could be both of those things, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I hadn't even considered your take, so yeah, that's interesting. And then, so she does. So she she drops right. She drops it off right at the beatbot first. No, they go back together. Um, which for, hold up? Oh You're, yeah. You're you're trying to cut past woke woke we non coin, woke we non coin. That's the song that plays while they're flying back. Oh, see, I was I was very much like these three episodes, man. I only <laughs> I only remember the music once because <laughs> oh, of how crazy, much shit was you? going on. Yeah, sure, I know so exactly good. what you're talking about. I think, but because I almost we'll wanted to, I almost time. wanted to watch these episodes twice. So I just didn't have time sure yeah um but yeah the, the it's a nice like weird i mean if it's not like a giant inconvenience for you to do so i would recommend just like pulling it up because it's a it's a weird song for when they're flying back yeah it's a, it's a really somber thing it sounds a little bit upbeat i think the lyrics when they're translated are about someone looking for their dog or something <laughs> for one i think it's a really nice shot you see ed on the back of the ship in the sunset with her pinwheel looking kind of fucking look, love the pinwheel ed pinwheel looking ed the most is serious ed. we've ever seen ed i think although scooter ed is pretty good too scooter ed's very good and um i actually specifically want to call it out because it's actually sung by awitada the japanese voice actress for ed oh that's cool which is a nice touch but yeah then they get back to the ship and they both walk on they don't i don't think they say anything they're both just like slowly walking through looking serious yeah, they've been through some Ed shit walks normal yeah and yeah i, I wrote down calm down space dad 
Because I know. Oh, is Jet like getting mad? Yeah, I know. He's like, yeah. I don't appreciate these kind of stunts, and they, they, he doesn't know, but they just spin through some shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Jet, Jet figures out that there's some, there's something wrong with these people. He's like, oh, I'm gonna not yell as much after a little bit. Yeah, I know. Right now, he's still pissed because he's talking about because uh, they're after some bounty initially, and then it looks like they swap it up. That was my impression is that they were they start they were uh before this episode was they were on the way to some bounty and then uh Faye rerouted them to Earth and then since they were there he was like all right well let's look and see what's on Earth and they find Faye or Ed's dead yeah, yeah Ed's Ed's dead Wait, so, um, Spike's book is walking on the moon does anybody know what that book is I do not no I, I didn't look either. that up Mm-mm. yeah I don't yeah. know if that's just a song title because I think there's a song that's walking on the moon but. I mean, I'm sure it's a police song. Yep, you're right. It is a police song. That's what. I don't know if they show anything with Ed, but Faye just goes and be sad in her bed. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, we also get the introduced or reintroduced uh, McIntyre. McIntyre. Uh huh. Ed, uh, Ed's Apple name, Billy. which I'm not gonna. Yeah, Ed's dad's name. And then the, also the whole time, I think we're seeing their thing. Uh, we're getting the. The montage of Faye being sad, and if I'm not mistaken, she gets does she get more memories in the flashback or when she's taking her shower? Yeah, that's when I think she gets it all. Bro, I felt that fucking shower. <laughs> yeah, when she took the shower, she, even she before got those flashbacks, back. I just felt that shower. Yeah. Mm. We've all had bumps- that shower. <laughs> that's my default she- shower. <laughs> wow. Um, and she bumps into Spike and she apologizes like, after the shower. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, you, you can see that. Faye's attitude has changed a little bit. She's more... Oh, she's definitely fucked up right now. Yeah, she's really messed up. If I'm not mistaken, we don't see old Faye again. No, we don't. No. You mean young Faye? Uh, original s- yeah, Faye? Yeah, original Faye. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we don't get yeah, that personality for the rest of the season. No, yeah. I don't believe so. Because she's like, I'm yeah, sorry. The rest of the <laughs> Spike's like, you're sorry? <laughs> and she's like, Yes. And then after that, Earl, she's fucked. Yeah. Poor Faye, man. This is, I'm going to talk about this later, much, much later, but I think at the end of this, I decided that, holy shit, dude, I feel so bad for Faye. Like, she's by far the most tragic character in this series, I think. I'll have to, like, think on it. Uh, like I said, well, I'll talk more on that point much later. But, oh. woof. Um, so Faye finally figures out where she belongs, and so she goes to where her old house was at, and... Uh, there is a really good quote, I think, I want to mention before we get to that scene. Okay. I think she talks to Ed before she leaves. And she said, belonging is the very best thing there is. Yeah. Which, that was the wolf moment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, dude, the rest of this episode is just such a bummer. <laughs> well, you forget, there's one great scene... Which is Spike smoking. We, we, we cannot bypass that, you guys. Well, actually, uh, I do. I was going to mention that scene right now. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, it, it was not because he's smoking, but it's because Jet was like, he was all happy and shit, like, talking about how he's going to get 50 million from this guy. And Spike just yeah. goes, Faye's gone again. Just <laughs> just in the monotone, like, just like, yeah. I think it was meant to just bring Jet down. <laughs> um... Before we do get to Faye going home, though, there is the encounter with Apple Deli. Yeah. 
where they actually we they actually find him. Uh, he's just eating eggs, <laughs> which is great and disgusting. <laughs> it makes you tough, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're they're making a map of Earth, and every time a meteor lands, they have to follow it to edit, update it's their so map. Dumb. It's the dumbest it's thing so ever. Dumb. There's no way. There's no way. And also, Spike gets his shit rocked by this guy. Dude, he just disabled them with two eggs. I'm just saying, this is one of my... F- I love this fight, because this this fight just shows the classic difference between, like, somebody who, like, trains in, like, fighting revenues and a guy who just uses brute force. You know what I mean? I mean, Apodelli does have fucking um, skills, but his fighting style is completely different from Spike. He definitely would have been and an I earthbender. Love it. <laughs> oh my god! But I, I love, I love brute force fighting style. Like this guy, fucking Spike is like all hopping and jump kicking and punching or whatever it is. The guy just dodges and headbutts him. I'm like, hell yeah, dude! That's how you fucking fight. You, you know what I'm saying? And th- yeah. that's what I like about this. Fight. I love how just... Ed introduces them and then he headbutts Spike again. And she's like, no, they're good people. <laughs> Yeah, because like, oh, we, we learn Ed's real name. Francois. Francois. God damn it. <laughs> She's like, father person, spike person, jet person. But <laughs> that was that was really good. Also, I like that. For one, the part where she <laughs> torpedoes off the ship and he catches her by the legs and sprints her around is adorable. <laughs> oh my god, it's such a great... Father but also he's like, moment. my son, or was it daughter? Yeah, was whatever. Like, my yeah. son or daughter, whatever. <laughs> Which I think is great and so oh, fucking sad. Like, God. it's so bad, but it's so good. Poor It's Ed. so bad for, like, thinking about it, but it's such a great comedy moment. God. Uh, but to evoke, <laughs> to bring back the whole thing about Ed's dad, and, you know, chasing meteors around and <laughs> being a terrible father... <laughs> If I can be the obnoxious person who has to see a metaphor and everything for a moment. Proceed. <laughs> you can look at Spike getting absolutely destroyed by this guy in a fight because he is actually who Spike says he is. Like, Apple Deli 100% just goes with the flow, takes life as it comes to him. And Spike is always, from the beginning of the series, saying, eh, whatever happens, happens. Just go with the flow, be like water, all that stuff. But he's actually completely opposite of that and he's so spike is actually so damned up he's not going with the flow at all well i think he just has that trigger he does i, but... I kind of have to agree with owens on this like spike is like he says he goes with the flow but he because when he's on the ship when he's on the bebop as long as the j word doesn't mention or the v word he's cool yeah well I... <laughs> cool isn't the word i would necessarily use because I think you can look at Spike from a different perspective of sure he's going with the flow, but he's not he's not swimming with it. He's just floating. Oh, I like that. Yeah, floating. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong. It's just a an interesting thing I saw that this guy is so like an exaggerated version of Spike's philosophy and is pretty much the only person in the series outside of you can maybe count Cowboy Andy to actually beat Spike in a fight. Yeah, and he's exactly what Spike claims to be. Right, exactly. I get what you mean, is what I'm going to (laughs) say. All right, so we all agree I'm a genius. Cool, moving on. 
All right, let's take a step yeah, back. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> nope, we're good. I mean, I was just saying, I didn't make that fucking parallel, parallel, and it's a pretty good parallel orange. Um, uh, we get Faye now, right? Well, we get the we get the part where Jet figures out that uh, Ed pulled a fake bounty on her dad, so they'd be able to find him. I don't. Th- yep. Was it fake or just she manipulated the the dot? I think it was because probably a little bit of both. It looked because... like fifty million, but when he looked at it, it was just fifty with a bunch of zeros at the end of it. Maybe. Yeah. Either way, she manipulated them into finding her dad. Yeah. And then um, what's it called? And then the dad asked Ed if um, if Ed wanted to come with her dad. But before she got to answer, though. Yeah, Emilio went down, and he just fucking picks up and leaves. God, what a shitty human. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah. But and God, then I'm tearing up now thinking about it. We get the next, or does the song start before Faye gets home? I don't know, but it worked because I. <laughs> Yeah, we get the song called Call Me, Call Me. From about here until the end of the thing, I just stopped, right? I, was, I couldn't. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just embraced the sadness. Woof. Yeah, I mean, we get... Oh, I guess worth noting, Apple Deli gives uh, Jet and Spike a basket of eggs as apology. <laughs> <laughs> and, so and thanks good. for looking after Ed. So dumb. Yep. But, um... Yeah, in, in the montage... We see Faye get home, is charging up the hill to her house, and getting, like, the constant cut back and forth, seeing her at several different ages running up that same hill. She gets there, and it's just all gone. Literally nothing, not even a pillar standing, just an empty spot where her house used to be. Yeah. She even mapped Fuck, out man. like her bedrooms and where her bed used to be. Oh, it's so and sad. Just laid down. That's like one of the most depressing shots of this entire series, dude. <laughs> it really was. Um, and meanwhile, on the Ed side, she gives Spike the pinwheel. Yep. Which a few moments later we see that he taped to the top of the bebop. Yep. Which is come on. Like, from, from like, the beginning of phase shit to the very end where it says, see you space cowgirl somewhere, someday, or whatever. Oh, It's just yeah. so fucking sad. Yeah. I mean, to, to, before we jump into our pit of despair here, it is slightly optimistic where with Ed, you know, yeah, leaving with Yeah, they try Ayn. to be, because Ayn, like, she's like, you want to come with me? And Ayn's like, yes! But, I mean, even more than that, it's like, she's still young. She... She grew on the Bebop, and now it's time for her to go out and do something else. Like, she still has her whole life ahead of her. Yeah, I guess. It sucks that she left. But no, yeah, Ed, Ed leaves without Ayn, and... Ayn's not having that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even, um, we even see Ayn, like, go back, like... And yeah. then, like, no, I want to go with Ed. Yep. And even then, like, if... To really hammer home Ed's growth. She's like, no, Ayn, you have to go back. Like, you can't come with me. You belong there. <laughs> Before finally accepting him coming along. And the whole time, I think Spike and uh, Jed are just eating the eggs by themselves. Oh, even though they dude. had all four plates out. I know. And then they just start angrily shoveling them in their mouths. <laughs> like, they don't, they know they're gone and they just, they don't, they can't deal with it. Yeah. And, uh, 
one of my favorite shots in the episode spike at the window and then the bye-bye drawing yep i think that's before the eggs and stuff but if you weren't convinced somehow that spike cares about them yeah <sighs> right, everybody take five google some happy things <laughs> So I just start typing in, like, smiley faces and look up corgi. Oh, don't say corgis. <laughs> look up cor- Oh, wait. <laughs> so, here's the thing, though. Who ate Ein's eggs? Oh, that's a good question. But, yeah, we, uh... We say goodbye to Ed and Ein. And like you said, Anthony, that... My favorite end card in the series of See You Cowgirl Someday Somewhere. Oh, my God, that is so, so- sad. It is. But it's a great way of let, of saying Ed's story is basically just beginning. Well, we we see a shot of um, what's called meteors coming down. Ed is heading that way, so she might be looking for a dad. Yeah, I would assume that she is. Yeah. Unless we've got more to say on this episode before we move on, I have a question for you, Anthony. Fine. Did you think this was it for Faye too? Um. Knowing that we were about to end the series, there were two episodes left. I wasn't sure. Uh, I figured that that was it for Ed because this the, that's the last thing we see is them leaving and then see you, Space Cowgirl. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I wasn't sure if that meant for both of them or just Ed. Which, I mean, I don't think they would have made that mistake. I think they would have put see you, Space Cowgirls. Yeah, probably. So you're probably right. Um, I would say that separating what I wanted to happen, like the hope of them coming back, I would have said I think mm-hmm. like just based on that is Ed's not going to be seen, and there's also a good chance that neither is Faye. Okay, cool. Which hey, thank God Ed wasn't around for the next episode. <laughs> that would have somehow been sadder, I think. <sighs> All right, so let's get to Real Folk Blues, both parts written by Keiko Nobumoto. Uh, Something I actually didn't know before. I thought it was a reference to itself, but the Real Folk Blues is apparently a compilation of, like, really big jazz artists or, like, albums that was put out in, I want to say, the 60s. Props to them. Um, Also, real quick before we move on from uh, Ed... I don't know if it's true, but I read a thing where Awitada showed up to the recordings for Real Folk Blues because she was so invested in the show. Oh, so she, she wanted she to wasn't know what was them. happening? Or, yeah, or just like as a sense of like, I want to see people record this. I've been a part of this. I love yeah. it. I mean, so I, I think, think that's I would cool. too. If that's true, a shout out to her again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we opened on julia yes we do with um a nice kind of sad song playing i on- honestly i don't remember what she was doing is she just driving uh i th- uh, i think so uh she walks th- she walks through her door in the apartment and um uh looks listens to a voice message and oh they- right yeah someone says like the syndicate is on the move or whatever yep the syndicate is on you now right okay also, fun fact, Steve Blum, 
which obviously the English voice actor for Spike, and uh, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, the English voice actor for Julia, are a couple in real life. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I don't know if they were together before or after Cowboy Bebop, but... Cool fact. But then we go into Vicious going after the Elders. Which we don't understand at the beginning, right? What do you mean? Uh, yeah, he wants to take over the Syndicate. Oh, we knew that from like episode 5 or 6 or something like that. Yeah. The squad pops in and starts like blasting bullets, and we don't know where it is. And then oh, we yeah, see Vicious were. walk in. And then the lights turn on. The elders are like, we were on the stairs, idiot. You didn't think <laughs> to shoot up here. And that's what happens. <laughs> Which is pretty silly, but... I'll be saying, like, half of the shit that I wrote down. Obviously, I didn't know the ending, but... I was like, what a shitty coup. What a <laughs> yeah. shit attempt at a coup. kind of was. It's bad on both sides, because... So, Vicious did not kill the elders. And the elders didn't kill Vicious, like, right off the bat. Like... What the fuck? I don't understand what... Because that's not how they do things. It doesn't matter, like, how they do things. Like, they're changing the ways anyways, right? Mm, I don't think so. No, the elders aren't trying to. The new wave is. And they just failed their shitty coup. Yeah, so they they arrest Vicious to execute him to make an example. No, because, um, what's it called? The president, if you remember the first time Vicious shows up, the president was trying to make a treaty with the other gang. Oh they don't yeah, have to fight anymore. but that shit's That's all shut like, down. Yeah, like, but that that was like the new age. Vicious isn't from like the fucking. He's not from the new age. He's from something else. He's like a I don't want to say killing age, but basically, he just wants to make another wall or something. He just wants more power. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, but even still, like it, especially in from my experience with stuff dealing with. Uh, Japanese organized crime they are very much they have a way that they do things and you adhere to those no I mean that's like everything else is just really dumb that's all I'm saying it's like <laughs> I mean sure guy, but <laughs> the guy tries to kill you you kill the guy right I mean based on what we would do yes but that's not what they do no I understand that completely it's still dumb that's all I'm saying sure. yeah if if someone tries to coup vicious would vicious kill him yes Vicious seems like he might uh, he might be a little too in love with power to just kill the guy privately or whatever. I think he would. I mean, his but insult right in the scene is like, they, he called them corpses without bloodlust. Mm. Which is pretty dope, honestly. That's my new metal band. Come check us out. <laughs> corpses without <laughs> bloodlust. Yeah. I also... They call back to the snake and dragon conversation, yep. and Vicious hits him with the a snake's bite, poison slowly or yep. something. Uh, yeah, serpent's venom poisons even after the bite. Right, yep. which is actually a fantastic line to um in the end. So the elders uh, basically tell Vicious that they had a fortune told on them that he was going to try this coup, which is why they did this. Mm. So weird the fact that those fortune tellers like. This day and age, you know what I'm saying? Well, apparently, the fortune teller didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> oh no, the fortune teller—I mean, he was going to coup right there, and they—they they survived the coup. <laughs> yeah, he could have maybe went one step further. Yeah, he could. I mean, the, the the what's called the elders didn't want to pay the fortune teller anymore. That's why the fortune teller didn't tell her about the second time they might die. That's probably what happened. All I know is I love the next parts. 
in the loser bar. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. The the bar was named Loser. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. But I love <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught this, but <laughs> he said everything was good and, and then I wrote until the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But that's literally his first thing I think we hear is Jet going, everything was good until they came along. And they're just in there just drinking and deflecting the whole time because Ed and Faye left. Yeah, Jet's just rambling. Oh, it's such a, I just, I love, uh, I love seeing the, like, that's exactly what I would have pictured them doing. Is Spike just listening to Jet bitch <laughs> about them two in a deflective yeah. way. Not, you know. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how Jet Not dealing with their stuff, feelings. Though. Yeah. Just, man, fuck them. They, they. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote down Jet really misses his um his family. Like, he misses... He really does. And... and then that's all interrupted by the syndicate and going after Spike. And literally everything was happy until the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> yeah, sure. That barkeep got uh, fucked up. <laughs> Dude. I, I love that, though. Fucking Spike and Bo- Jet both see, like, footsteps and they're like, oh, fuck, we have to get down now. Like, they don't... They they were already on top of it, like, fuck, like, let's get on with this battle. Although, it's kind of sad that they didn't tell the ball cube. They didn't tell the, go down! Oh, you know what I mean? They just fucking <laughs> went into a bad position, and the ball cube just gets killed. If I was ever, or if I lived in an action movie, I would not want to be a bartender. Nope. They always get killed. <laughs> if there's a scene in a bar, the bartender dies. Every fucking time. Yeah. So I like that supposedly this is like a real tactic where Spike throws the the um the mic the shaker, I guess. So they shoot at it to like get their position. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like that he takes a drink from it first and goes too much vermouth. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Gotta love Spike. But then Jet gets shot. Yep, he gets shot in the leg. This I think I'm going to break this one down a little bit. Yeah. Not the shooting of the leg, but when we meet Shin. Mm-hmm. Not a huge fan of this kind of writing. Correct me if I'm wrong. We've seen Lin before. Yep. Yep. And it was shown, established that he was a fan of Spike. Okay. I'm just trying to think of how to word this. So Shin has just happened to be Lin's brother. We've never met Shin before. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little deus ex machina. It's like a, it's just like a write-in, like, hey, I'm involved, here's what's going on. Right. And that's, I don't like that. It's the only um, thing of this, like, entire three-episode span that I was kind of like, eh. I don't disagree, it's something I can kind of forgive, because we don't know really much about Spike's time in the Syndicate. Really, the only insight to it we get is Vicious, Julia, and uh, Lynn. I would have been happier if Lynn showed up. Well, Lynn's dead. Never mind. <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah, I did. He died. He died in the Zipido Jazz. And so, and I think from those connections, it's the impression I get is that Spike was like really well liked, and probably served to balance out Vicious in a way. Oh, and Annie too. We get Annie as a as an insight into like his syndicate life a little bit. So the idea that Spike would have people in the syndicate who, especially when it comes to Vicious staging a coup and trying to kill Spike, would still be on Spike's side, 
I think is not completely unreasonable. And it just being Shin, I think, is a... Or Lin's brother, rather, is an easier way to write that in than just some random person with no connection to anything. Yeah. But I don't disagree with you that it is a little deus ex machina of just, we needed something to put here, so here you go. And honestly, you kind of explaining a little bit of that eased it a little bit, because I wasn't following all the connections, because it's been, what, like, fucking 24 episodes? Oh no, 20 yeah. episodes since we've last gotten any of this? Yeah, pretty just, much. Like, small bits or, well, pieces. Jupiter Jazz is like tw- 13, 14, I think. 10 episodes gotcha. But yeah. It's 15, right? Episode 15? Is yeah, but jazz? even for the way we're doing this, that's like a month. Yeah. From that, you know, we get Shin helping them out, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he basically just says that, like, hey, shit's going down. Yeah, shit's going down. You've been, you're now on a list along with Julia. Right, okay. And I guess that's like a, just a by association yeah. thing. Well, because you don't leave the syndicate. That, that's been established, like, several times, and it's kind of reiterated... Yeah, but I mean, if if but that's the case, then he already knows. No, it's not. It's not that. It's because uh, Vicious did the coup. Anyone associated with Vicious is now on a list. That makes yep. sense. And Spike and yep, Spike and Julia is on that list. He's also on Vicious's list. No, because Vicious sent the hit squad after Spike. No, he didn't. The I think, I think Vicious did. I was under the impression it was no, syndicate. that was the syndicate. Hmm. Because they also make a point later of establishing that. Previously, Spike had faked his own death to get out. And Vicious knows Spike is alive. And theoretically, the Syndicate doesn't. Otherwise, they would probably be after him more throughout the series. I don't, I don't think the Syndicate is really cares about Spike at this point. Well, I mean... Well, they care t- about Spike now. Well, look at Bohemian Rhapsody. Killed- or not Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. With uh, the well, father uh, hiding in the portal because he left the Syndicate. And they would hunt him down and kill him. Yeah, isn't that a different syndicate? Is it? Yes, it's a different syndicate. Mm. Though not on Mars. I mean, I'm just saying because the syndicate, the what's it called those syndicate was the Blue Brothers. I mean, did you do you see anybody dressed up as the Blue Brothers <laughs> in this syndicate? I mean, that's true. Yeah, um, and we had the syndicate with Yorthopa, uh, where Jet's um, planets from. Damn, monkeys on his lower, bro. Yeah, we had we have like four different syndicates in this um, in this season. I just know, the way I was kind of thinking is, if Vicious had sent the Hit Squad, no, if if the, wait, let me, <laughs> it has to do with Shin telling him, like, you're on a list now. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd say that you and Julia are on a list because oh, Vicious right. tried to, attempted a coup. Right, so they're trying to get all the, conne- everyone who has a connection to Vicious, you're right. Yeah, and I, I think they think that, I think they know Spike's alive. Yeah, they knew Spike was alive. I th- I still think they didn't kill until Vicious crew. No, you're pr- you're probably right. Okay. I t- yeah. Because what's her name is um from the syndicate too. The I don't remember. Julia. No, the one that died. Annie. Well, oh, Annie. Yeah. yeah, Annie. And Julia knew about Spike. Like I don't think Spike pretending to be dead was like as successful as we think it mm. is. I think. Because, I mean, Spike is one of the top guys in the fucking bounty hunter thing, too. Like, there's no way in is hell he? that Spike is... <laughs> we see him get, like, two bounties. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, they even hear, like, I'm only afraid of Andy and Spike Spiegel. Oh, yeah, exactly. that's true, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so so we know we know Spike has some kind of clout, and I don't think... I think the Syndicate knows. There's no way the Syndicate does not know Spike was Yeah, alive. you're probably right. He, do, he doesn't make a very great job of hiding... 
hiding his identity. Yeah, that's true. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, anyway, we get into <laughs> the doctor. Yeah, did you guys catch that Bruce Lee photo? I'm sorry? It's kind of like the right before we see the doctor, it's like the set in the scene. It fly, Like, it cuts to... There's a picture of Bruce Lee, and it says something, something of the dragon. Way of the on dragon? On the billboard. Uh, maybe. I, I, was, I don't think it was way of the dragon. It, it seemed like there was two words, and, and then of the, the dragon. dragon. No. Huh. I mean, I'd have to look at it again, maybe, but... I, I totally missed it. Yeah, that doctor looks fucking familiar. Yeah, he's in, like, a very early episode as, like, Connection. You called him out specifically, I think. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the context of you calling him out, but I remember you talked about him. Bro, he looked he looked so familiar. <laughs> hey, he's in a very early episode giving them like giving them hint or giving them intel or something. Sure. But uh Jet goes and or they go and fix Jet up with him. And then uh we get the flashback here, right? Yeah, I think so, because Next few things I have is let them let them say I'm dead. And the so, vicious, yeah, so this is yeah. Sorry, God. I was just gonna say yeah. We get the scene between him and Julia where he, I think he's trying to get her out. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking, and I don't know if it's immediately in that same scene, but I know in the same flashback she gives her that note and says, "Meet me at the graves. I don't intend to be one of them." Mm-hmm. Kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's that flashback. Um, and then we get to see Vicious's response. Yeah, where does it happen in this one where Vicious tells Julia, "Hey, go kill Spike, or you're both dead." Yeah, it's at the end of it. Okay, and then you um, see the paper getting ripped up as well. Yeah. Okay. So I actually think it is this flashback as well, where there's a quick shot that confirms the love triangle thing. Yes, we see where her he's... in bed with Vicious. Yeah. Exactly. Because that was definitely pretty heavily hinted on in most of the series, but you never, we never confirmed the relationship between Julia and Vicious. Mm-hmm. I love that they do it in just like literally one second of a shot. Yeah. Um, we see the. Um, we also get the discussion between. Um, not discussion, but argument between Jet and Spike. And the fact that Vicious is or Julia's name is brought up, Spike can't think straight, which is just a very thing good. I mean, just yeah, he calls it like a magic spell or something. Yeah, exactly. I just really want to get to the next scene <laughs> with Punch. With Punch, the guy from Big Shot. Yeah. Yeah, oh, go what? for it, my man. I don't remember I mean, this at all. Do you guys have anything else? I have one thing that says uh, this is in Julia's uh, opens a door that you should close, which mm. I think is great. He's like, yeah, like you need to close the f- this fucking door, Spike. Like. Oh, during the doctor scene? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's a door that should stay closed, yeah, for sure. Yes, thank you. All right, now we could go on with this. Yeah, so we get, we get to the train station, right? Some type of, it looks like yeah. some type of train, and the, we see the senile mother. It seems like. The, and then she's greeted by this dude, this motherfucker, they named him Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, I guess, worth, worth noting, this is a face scene. <laughs> oh, it is a face scene, that's right, that's I Spike. We're not just seeing this random ass shot. Faye's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faye is there. And then 
we find out like she's like so how's the show or like you're gonna find work and he goes after the show got canceled and we realize he's from big shots yep <laughs> you're like oh what about that blonde co-worker of yours like yeah, i think she got married yeah she married her agent <laughs> oh wow uh and then space she's like there's something about that guy <laughs> i did not i did not know about this whatsoever it flew yeah. right above my head and then is it the same exact scene where Spike calls Faye? Yeah, that's right when Spike calls Faye. Yeah. And it's like, oof, a, a real... He he sneaks it in there, but he says, hey, come, you need to come back. Jet has trouble getting around on his own, especially now that he got shot in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Which is actually so sad. Because he's like, Ed and I are gone. I'm leaving. Someone needs to be there for Jet. Yeah. Which, at this point, Faye also goes like, I mean, Ed and I are there. Like, why do I need to go back? Yeah, she doesn't even know. Yeah, she does that little inner monologue. But uh, that is interrupted by Julia. What the fuck? Getting chased down by the syndicate. (laughs) Faye just on a whim decides to help her out. Uh, I think she kind of knew. Uh, I did too, mm-hmm. but the way she reacts later doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Faye's just oh, helping maybe another right, woman out. Reaction. I just think Faye's just helping another woman out. Has she season. always been that good of a shot? No, th- like this whole scene, like I don't like the scene because it's like the guy has a fucking grenade launcher, he misses the fucking call, but Faye is able to shoot the gun at the guy's tile. Like, I mean, we've, okay. We've always actually seen Faye to be pretty capable. Yeah, yeah, but I, I understand she's button. capable, but she, like, she literally, like, I could see her firing, like, six shots and one of them hitting. But she straight up fires two bullets and both of them are, like, disabling. Yeah. Maybe she's and that fucking just, good. And she might be. That's what I was kind of wondering. Like, is this, I don't know if you guys picked up on the rest of the series, but has she been that good of a shot or is this just. I don't think it's been established. I don't think she shot very much at all. No. Hmm. She doesn't have very many fight scenes or anything like that. Which I would have loved to see more fight scenes with Faye, but we can do. Yeah, I mean that that it was like whatever to me. It could it's one shot. It could have been fifteen shots. It's all the same as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and actually, I, mean, I think it's better that it's one shot because now it it kind of establishes these two cool women cruising around in a cool car, <laughs> and then Faye's like, "Hey, want to team up?" Yeah, she does. Doesn't she? I do yeah. like that. I, after after Spike has told her, they're like, we need your help. She's like, hey, you want to team up? Like, <laughs> to hunt bounties? Um, but we also get the conversation with them in the car where they <laughs> tell each other their names and they both pull the line. It's a very it's common, a common name. name. Yeah. yeah. Which, but I don't think Julia would know Faye's name, right? No, she does. Yeah, we see that Julia knows exactly who Faye is. Yeah, I was just, that was never explained, was it? No, like I said, I think it's just because since Julia has ties to the syndicate, she just knows what Spike's been doing. Or And also, we never learn anything about what Julia's role in the syndicate is. The only thing that we know is she was messing around with Vicious, and then she nursed Spike back to health. Yeah. And then, now they're fucking. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. And um, I, I think we can kind of get from context that Spike and Vicious were probably like enforcer soldier types. Oh, yeah. definitely. They had flashbacks together where they were doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, but we don't. And Julia's not just like a mob wife or something. Like she's in the syndicate. 
Yeah, she knows how to gun and drive and. Well, I I just don't know because it doesn't describe what the fuck Julie does. Like, I don't so know. So my takeaway is. is that she's probably some sort of like information espionage type specialist. I mean, that would I, that, that would make sense. Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. I just yeah. thought it was interesting that, like, oh, she has been keeping tabs on Spike, obviously. Probably not directly through the syndicate. I would think, but... Oh, so you're getting from that she knows exactly who Faye is, that she has her own system of... That, that, that could see that, then. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, because we know Julia has went to, um... Is Jupiter? The all-men's yes. planet? Finding about Vis's story or something like that? Yeah, I think it was, that, it was Titan, but yeah. Oh, Titan, that's what it was. Yeah, you are. And so if you see Spike again, tell him I'm waiting there. Yeah, and then Faye freaks out. <laughs> like, why do you know this? <laughs> She's a wizard, Harry. <laughs> and then we get uh, we get Jet's Kilimanjaro story. Best quote in the entire fucking series. Which part? Uh, like, the next quote after the story. The, yeah, I he's like, I story. hate the story. And um, men only care about the past right before uh, right before their death as if they're searching for proof that they were alive at all. Yeah, it's, uh, that's fucking so amazing. Good. Yeah. So good. Great and foreshadowing, like, too. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I say like, even the, the I hate that story. Mm-hmm. I even like that because of the next part, the next episode. Yeah. Well, oh, why that's one of my favorite story? scenes. Who? Spike? I yeah, mean, why Jet? Does Spike, why does Spike hate that story? Oh, Spike what? doesn't. Jet says he hates that story. Well, Spike's and then Spike's like, he... no, Spike hates a, di- a story that he tells in the next episode. Yeah, about the cats. Oh, is it? Okay. About yeah, the I just, the, the, the foreshadowing of that term alone is pretty cool. Yeah. Because they literally, yeah. But I love that fucking quote. It's very good. And then, um. Jet gets a call from uh, his police buddy. Bull, right? I don't know, that might not be his name. I just, I thought I read that in the credits. I don't know what his I, name. I don't remember. You know his name? Bull, B-U-L-L. But yeah, what about that? I didn't take any notes on him. Uh, I just know that he got the phone call saying, I think he's like, like, uh, there's some shit going down with the syndicate right now. I think because Jet was out of it when Spike learned about the syndicate, right? No, he knew. Well, he was no. clutching his knee and shit. Right. Well, sure. But then they're at the doctor's office and Jet has the whole speech about like, dude, you need to let this shit go. Like, you need to stop chasing after Julia and Vicious. The door that should remain closed, that... <laughs> So, I don't, I got two different... So, going back to that for a second. I'm getting two different vibes. Okay. Um, I don't think... If, I, I kind of want to rewatch that. I thought Jet was more like a... You should have kept that door closed. Rather than you need to keep that door closed. You might be right. Because, because actually... He's like, yeah, Spike needs to go deal with this on his own and stuff like that. Like He's supportive of him in this this next episode, for sure. Uh, yeah, well... In a weird way. Like, we'll, you gotta we'll figure talk this out about by yourself. that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the next really thing I have is when Jet and Spike are talking. You mean during the fight? I just have... You had died once, you are turned in the past and stuff like that, or you are trapped in the past. And Spike, uh, like, basically says she was what I needed. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, you know, it. she was... I felt like I, I'm missing a piece of me and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know exactly where that plays at in the episode. I forgot, but I know it's coming up. Yeah, and he says something about like how to him she was a like a woman who was truly alive. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't remember exactly where that plays out either. I don't think I took notes on it, but I do remember that conversation. About the uh, the end of that conversation is when uh, I think we cut to Faye returning. Yeah, and I'm she sure tells, gone, right? gives Spike the message. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, where's the guy with the fuzzy hair? <laughs> Which is a great way to describe him. Because <laughs> for whatever, she can't just be like, hey, where's Spike? Yeah. Is this where she opens up to Spike? No. No. Okay, that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they start getting attacked by the syndicate, uh, and Spike's about to go fight them. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And that's when she says, "Like, hey," she said to she'd be waiting, and Spike's kind of like, eh. "Then she's like, she said, you, you know about? what that means." Yeah. And that's when it clicks for Spike. And she's like, "It's Julia," and he's like, Pong. and then right as he like fucking gases up to save the bebop. Yeah. And, uh... Because this is where we kick into the jazz montage, I think, right? Yeah, it's a flashback between their fight and then Vicious's fight. Yeah. Which was kind of funny, like, uh, this... I mean, I kind of want to take a picture. Uh, I think we get the initial flashback of, like, we see Vicious, and that's when I wrote down, this. that coup was trash, by the way. I literally <laughs> have that written down, and then we realize it's the fucking... Someone call PETA. <laughs> that freaking bird, dude. The fucking bird just explodes. I mean, look. <laughs> if I was gonna do a coup, I would stuff a giant space crow with smoke yeah. grenades first. Space crow. Uh, I will say one of my like, oh fuck, that was so good when he said uh, the tears of Scarlet line and then <laughs> sliced the dude's eyes open. Oh god, yeah, dude. That was fucking sick. I'm sorry, but this this scene really pissed me off. Oh yeah? Mind. The coup? Yeah, the coup. Oh, so we get the fucking boat exploding. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And then, and then we see the guards like fucking um what's called it? Like they they both torn on each other. And I'm just like, why is no one shooting vicious? Like, if anybody shoot vicious, this coup is done. Like Vicious is literally like the fucking snakehead, but no one's shooting him. It's like, what the fuck? This makes no goddamn sense. Uh, I mean, if that shit happened and dude next to me is pointing a gun at me, I'm going to try and shoot that guy instead of the guy chained to the wall. <laughs> I'm just saying, these are the personal guards. This is the people that like risking their lives for the elders. Like if I was one of those people, I'd be shooting the guy who's trying to kill everybody else. If I, <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if I'm like, oh my gosh, hey, you see that motherfucker? You're the, the one that's starting the coup? Let's kill him first. I don't, I don't care about the guy in front of me. As long as I kill that guy first, it doesn't matter about this fucking coup. Yeah, but then you're shot and killed. Yeah, it doesn't matter. My elders are alive. <laughs> I don't think people have that clarity of thought in a situation like that. I'm, I'm just, it's just, it was just, it just pissed me off. I'm like, this is, has a fucking sword. Everybody has guns. Why the fuck is no one shooting Vicious? Oh, Vicious wasn't even un uh, like unarmed at the beginning. I, I, you get what I mean, Anthony? Like, well, I so just hate this. Here's scene. what I think. Here, here's what I'll give you. So, at the beginning of it is when the whole like the bird explodes, right? And then that's when the guards start turning on the other guards. So at yeah. that moment, Vicious is not a factor. Okay. Also, I, I think. You know, it, Vicious it, is not in combat. He did not roll his initiative. 
<laughs> and he is unarmed. And then the guard, like his his guards, shoot him off. And then that's when they can start shooting at him. So I, I get that, like right there, if that's what you're talking about, where why they didn't just shoot at him. But I mean, we've already seen him dodge bullets with sword anyway. <laughs> like I don't I think it's going to matter that I, much. It, it was just this scene is just so annoying to me. I was just like, why is not why is no one? I want to see bullets going next to Vicious's face. You know what I'm saying? No bullets was going to his face. No, I mean, I, I think, funnily enough, I think the D&D analogy is really good here. <laughs> because you, you. you play D&D, it takes 45 minutes for everyone to take their turn, but in-game time is six seconds. Yeah. So I think we see it play out, but if oh, you really yeah, think yeah. about good it, it's a, you're, it probably happens really, really quickly. Like, it's not a prolonged gunfight. It's the grenades come down, dudes start turning and shooting. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole thing was over in a matter of seconds. But we just saw different clips of it to make it a solid minute and a half. Right. It just annoyed me, that's all. Vicious is king. Yep. And uh, they're doing the space fight. Bebop gets damaged. Uh, Faye goes and helps Spike deal with the syndicate. And Jet tells him to go. Yeah, he's go get him, tiger. Like, we got this. You do your thing, Spike. Also, they're after Spike. They're not after Jet and Faye, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't hey, think Spike or Jet's telling him to go to save himself, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no. Julia's got a gun. Yeah, also her song plays again. The music the, from Julia's the music song. box. Yeah. Not gonna lie, at the end of this episode, I skipped Real Folk Blues and went right into this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. It is the last time we hear Real Folk Blues, though. It is? Well, no. And the last time no. we hear... Well, hold on. No. <laughs> There's a caveat to that. You're correct. It's the last time we hear that version of Real Folk Blues. Kurt, yes. <laughs> but it is the last time we hear Tank. Yeah, because it just goes straight in, doesn't it? It does. It cold opens. Does, does Tank is not played in the... No, in I this was thinking... Because I literally wrote no open. But yeah, there's not even Tank. Yeah, it cuts. It opens straight on Julian Spike back in the graveyard. Okay, actually, so I think uh, we may have misstepped earlier. I think this is the one where we get Vicious and Julia were fucking because I have it written down. I think. Yep, I think you're right because my yeah, I also so have Vicious and Julia there. written. Yeah. Yeah, and jump straight into part two. I'm gonna say, you guys. So episode. This is the last episode, and I'm just looking forward to it. I have to have to watch these before walk because walk is making me do overtime. This mm-hmm. is just a little story about it. So, I'm like, okay, I'm watching all of these on Hulu. And so I'm like, okay, let me put it on. I watched the first two episodes. I'm like, okay, time for the last episode. I'm, I could be done. I have my notes down. Let's do it. Shuts off my epic case for Hulu. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Restart Hulu again. Go, this uh, last episode again. Cuts off Hulu again. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay, you know, fuck this. I go watch the sub then. Like, this is my first time watching the sub. I have, I have already seen it. Might as well fucking just watch it in sub. Hit it on sub. Turns off my Hulu application again. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is fucking making me mad now. I go to my settings on my Roku player. We start my whole Roku. We start and then restart. Since I restarted, I'm like, okay, let me go on Hulu again. Let me go on my last episode of Cabo Bebop. Cuts off again. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I guess I can't watch this. 
So then I um so I'm like let, let me see if it's on YouTube. You mean as a I can I can watch this on YouTube. So I put it on my phone and I was about to cast on my Roku and I put it. I'm like, wow, the quality is bad, but I don't need the quality. <laughs> I just need the story. So I'm just I'm I I I pressed the one. I pressed it, and for some kind of reason, this fucking uh, YouTube thing link that I put in, they have close-ups and like far away distances of the shot. So I'm like, I'm watching it for a little bit, and there's a close-up to Julia's face. So I'm like, that's not right. Why why there's no fucking close-up? <laughs> and, and I'm like. This is this is a bad this is a bad YouTube thing and I'm like motherfucker I can't watch this fucking thing and so I'm like okay well I I have the Blu-rays in my in my cabinet but I have not opened up my Cabo Bebop uh, box set yet so I'm just like you know I'm not gonna do that I'm just gonna order it off of Amazon I'm just gonna buy the last fucking episode for four bucks so I can watch the last episode of Cowboy <laughs> Bebop Jesus. <laughs> And you know what's the worst part is? My Amazon hates my fucking internet, so it desyncs the video and the audio all the fucking time. So Jesus I have to Christ. restart the. I have to restart like, like rewind it like ten seconds for it to resync and stuff like that. I had the worst time watching this last episode, and I'm just mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's my whole adventure of me watching the last episode of Cowboy Bebop. Took you a fucking hour to watch twenty four minutes of content. Yeah, exactly. I was not happy. Should just open your box set, dude. I should just open up my box set and just put in the fucking DVD player. <laughs> it was in the other room. I was just like, I do not want to get up, get to my DVD, put it inside the DVD player, hook up my DVD player because it's not hooked up, turn it on, then go. I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy it. And that was worst mistake ever too. Okay. After that, <laughs> we can finally discuss the last episode of Cowboy Bebop. All right. Like I said, we get back in on that graveyard conversation between Spike and Julia. The main thing I pull from it is we don't really know anything about Julia, but <laughs> obviously there's something broken with her, too, as like her big complaint to Spike is, why did you love me? Yeah. That was fucked. This is like, why did you have to love me or whatever? Yeah. Which I don't have a ton to say on this scene that I don't think we've already touched on. I mean, they there's that, which gives us a little bit of insight into Julia's character. And then she's finally like, you know what? Fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's do the original plan. Let's get out of here. And then um, we go back to Vicious. And he's <laughs> talking to Shin. And Shin's pulling the whole, oh, he got away from us. Oh, yeah, and I Vicious thought he was going to die. Huh? I thought he was going to die. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if Vicious was just like, you suck, and killed him right there. I have, oh, rip Shin, peace light. <laughs> Those are my notes. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but Vicious instead hits him with the, you've got one more chance. You get Spike or you're dead. We get to Spike and Julia with Annie, which is unfortunate, because we <laughs> come into Annie being gut shot and bleeding out. God damn, that's so bad. Yeah, she 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 got uh, she's dead, bro. So this is from Vicious now, right? Vicious is the one who's doing all this. Actually, I think so. Yeah, I don't even know if it would be Vicious. Well, no, I, I think it is. I think control shifted to Vicious as soon as that coup happened. Yeah, and I think Annie is like, I think Annie was one of the higher ups. Even I don't think the 
they would kill Annie. That's kind of fair too, yeah. Because I know she says I told him you were dead, but I'm not exactly. Uh, I guess I'm assuming it's vicious. Oh, yeah. Something we forgot about. So you know how was it Shin betrays the syndicate or betrays Vicious or whatever it is. Yep. The fact that fucking Vicious says this fucking line says, "Don't follow on your brother's footsteps." Oh, this yeah. guy saved Vicious. His brother saves Vicious and dies saving. Fuck this guy. I hate Vicious. Oh my god. I thought Vicious was a cool guy. I, me, we watching the series, I hate this guy. You this thought guy the antagonist the was a good guy? <laughs> he has a fucking sword, and he's <laughs> killing people with it. How How is he not cool, Anthony? Tell oh, me no, that. I said I said good, not cool. Uh, you know, so I Anthony mean, I mean, thinks cool he's not cool because he smiles. Yeah, dude, if he smiles, he's on my shit list. Yeah, I just realized this ep- this thing. I'm like, oh, Vicious is just an awful person. Like, okay, yes, he is already an awful. He's just not a cool guy anymore. He's just he's an uncool guy. <laughs> Fuck him. That'll show him. Got him. Yeah. We do get Spike gearing up, and I think Julia basically says like, "Yo, if you're doing this, I'm coming." Like, we're in this together now. That causes Spike to hesitate for a second. And I also remember that he, like, or he came back. Because she was like, we should just run. Just let's go hide or something like that. Just run together. And yeah. then uh, when he's getting the shotgun, she's like, you don't need that for running. <laughs> and then uh, that's when I think she was like, all right, well, if you're doing this, I'm doing it too. Yeah. And then uh, then we get the jet scene. Um, and I, I took a note late on this, so I don't remember when it happens in the two episodes. When does Faye talk about meeting Julia to Jet? It's this one. It is this scene? It's not this scene. It's this episode. Because Jet asks, what was she like? Yeah, yeah. And I don't she remember like when that was ordinary, but like beautiful. Yeah, yeah. she... <laughs> She's normal, but dangerous in a way you can't leave alone. Yeah. An angelic demon or maybe a demonic angel. No. Yeah. I think she said either an angel from, like, the underworld or a demon from, like, heaven, basically, was, like, kind of analogy. Yeah. It was pretty good. I love that interaction because it it comes up kind of later where Faye meets Julia and, like, once and is like, okay, I get it, like... So, somehow there's an understanding there suddenly. Is that she's that fucking kind of girl? Yeah, not necessarily in the way where Faye would be like, oh, I'll go fucking die for Julia too, but in the yeah, way yeah, where she, can she see understands someone falling for Spike. Her. Yeah. I think that happens at the, what do you call when when the Spike comes back. You might be right. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so, because I think Faye breaks down and tells Oh, uh, no, that's, that's totally different. Oh, is it different? Okay. Yep. Yeah, we'll get to that one. We will get to that one. Boy, will we get to that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get your jet conversation. Honestly, I don't remember what uh, I have this note for, but I know he's deflecting. Yeah, Jet's getting pissed, and Faye basically yells at him like, you made him go. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I don't remember if there is the implication there of, like, I want to say it is that she basically says, like, because you have to be, like, such an aloof dick all the time. Like, you could have just asked Spike to stay or something, but you never did. No, but but the thing is, um, what's called? Spike would have never stayed. We know from his character that he wants to end this. Oh, sure, but Faye is not happy. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, then we cut back to Spike and Julia with the syndicate. Chasing. Has caught up to them. Yep. They get the whole shout out or shootout. Spike blasting people with a shotgun. I that was pretty fun. fucking love this. I love seeing, um, what's it called, Spike just shotgunning people. Take it away, homie. Up this I just fucking love this fucking Spike running around with the fucking shotgun. And I'm just like, this guy is badass. And you, you can see, like, the shotgun bullets, like, hitting people. Like, and he's running on top of the rooftop. And he, he shoots at the guy two times on the, and uh, what's it called, uh, who's next to the car on the fucking uh, ground level. And just shoots at him. I was just like, fuck hell, I fucking love this. Great one scene with the shotgun with Spike. Great shotgun mechanics. Like, I fucking love this um, gunfight with Spike. They burst out onto the fire escape. The crows fly away. In case you need a little bit of foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they run along the rooftop, rooftop and some fucking rando shoots Julia. I, I think this shot is so amazingly well done. With Julia slowly falling, all you hear is like the amplified doves flapping their wings and slowly going into silence. Yeah. So I agree that it was the proper shot. I just, I'm not a fan of all of these shots. You know what I mean? Not just this one. With the, the boards flying? Yeah, it was, uh, like the, it felt the right. I'm not taken away from the scene. I just don't yeah. like the scenes. Plural. Okay. Like any, I don't like the type of scene that this was. I understand. Gotcha. Okay. And I get that a lot of it's just a me thing, especially on this one. Because as like I came out of the story for a second, I, I remember making a mental note about that. Because she yeah. was just like slowly floating, and I was like, "Come on!" <laughs> I was like, "I get it, but come on!" Like, let's let's yeah. go. I'm ready to like. I'm re let's uh, let's go back to it. Come on. Uh, which you know, then Julia dies. Yep. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I I don't think in terms of like characters, it didn't. Eh, I, I we feel bad for Spike, but we don't yeah, know. I mean, Julia. we don't know Julia. Yeah. Yeah, we really don't know about it. But also, that's kind of the moment that, if you weren't already thinking it, kind of cements how the rest of this episode is going to play out. I don't know. I didn't get that. Okay. I'm not going to touch on that necessarily because I do have a similar thought later that I want to hear from you. So we get to then we get to uh, Jet talking to the shaman. I fucking love this. Uh, I want to point so this good. out. Uh, did you guys see the PlayStation One sitting there? I did, I did see the PS One. <laughs> I was going to write a note about it. What game do you think that shaman was playing? Uh, if I had to guess, uh, the shaman he's probably playing something like Team Buddies or Twisted Metal Four, maybe. What I'm was? Thinking... What did you say? Team Buddies. What the hell is that? I'm gonna need you to just take a quick Google. Team Buddies? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever heard of this game. Anyways, I think he's playing Shaman King. I'm pretty sure that was a PS1 game. So, Shaman King was an anime. Yeah, but it could be a video game too. Orange. Oh, you're right. Shaman King, Spirit of Shamans. Yep. Maybe playing a little bit of that. I think he was playing Spyro Ripto's Rage. 
<laughs> okay. Can we get on? <laughs> this this fucking um what do you call it? Tangent? It's not a good tangent. Can we get off of this? We've been on too long. <laughs> Uh, yeah, does anyone want to talk about The Shaman? Because I wrote it, but I didn't write any quotes. Um, oh my gosh, really? I, I mean, I I didn't write specifically what he said, but it seemed like the gist of it. The Shaman explained to Jet that everyone has a star. Yep. And that he sees... I don't... Was it specifically he sees Spike's star going out? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then I know... I don't know if this was before or after that exact quote, but I know Jet said, don't say that. I remember that part where Jet was like, Dude, don't <laughs> kind of thing. Also, I like how just like uh, what's called, why am I even over here? <laughs> yeah, and at the end of that, he's like, I don't even know why I came here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. which I think that speaks a lot, honestly. Like, yeah. Jet went to yeah, a shop. Yeah, yeah, looking for his arguably buddy. one of the most logical characters of the beat bop went to a spiritual leader for help, or not even help, just like man, what's gonna happen? Like, he's nervous. Yep, which I guess ties into. The other thing the shaman says, I just looked it up because it's probably important. Uh, he says, do not fear death. Death is always at our side. When we show fear, it jumps at us faster than light. But if we do not show fear, it casts its eye upon us gently and then guides us into infinity. Okay. I think it's just bullshit, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spike comes back. And he's just acting normal. Yeah, And I think he runs into fate, right? Uh, no, nope. no, this is no, this is Jet. Yet. Yep, and he asked Jet to make him food. Yep, which he and makes bell peppers and beef. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's fantastic callback. Yep, with Call real beef this episode. time. That's right, lucky motherfucker. Not bell peppers and beef without the beef. <laughs> yep. And then uh, what's going? And Spike is fucking eating this, and, and Spike's like, "This tastes like shit." <laughs> Yeah, it's just they're acting so normal. Yep. And then, uh, what's good? <laughs> and Jet's like, oh, you're still eating this? And um, and Spike's like, well, hunger is the best spice. Hmm. And then, there we, and then here's the story, you guys. Yeah, so Spike tells his cat story of the cat that died a million deaths and always came back. And then he found a female cat. That cat died. And then he cried a million times and was finally able to die himself. Now, between what the shaman said and that story, that was some, like, that that's epic fucking obvious foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. But I love that they then punctuate it with Spike going, I hate that story. Yeah. And Spike is like, no, I just hate cats. Yeah, I just hate cats. And then they have some Final Fantasy X based laughter. Oh, man. Oh, that laugh is so powerful. It's, it's, it's so good. I don't think it was that, like... It felt pretty forced in the English version. Uh, yeah, I can't speak to the voice acting of it, but I just like that it was... Have we ever seen them laugh? No, I don't think we have. Um, I'm going to say yes, but I can't think of a time. But ne- even if they have, like, never like that. So, is this an actual story, Orange? Do you know? I don't know. You don't know if the cat story is a story? Okay. No, I think the other one is based on something from Ernest Hemingway. Jet story from the previous episode. I don't know if this cat story is based on anything. Okay. But yeah, then we get to the one that we keep trying to jump ahead to. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is my favorite scene in the entire series. Oh, wait. Before we get there. So after they get the laugh. Um, giving me blue balls. Jet, 
Jet asks uh, Spike, is this for a goal? And Spike tells Jet she's oh, dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. Sorry, finish that thought. And he sees, um, what's it called? He's dead and there's nothing I can do for now. Yeah. yeah. And then he starts leaving. And then we get to the scene that you guys Actually, before that, about. I want to talk about... Um... <laughs> That's fine. Actually, no, talk I do have it. something. Uh, so that... that... The cat story about dying a million times and then finding the girl and then finally dying. Like, that's literally Spike's story. Well, like, even the fact... Uh, I'm reading into this one. But... Please. Even the fact that, like, that, that's his story, right? Yeah, basically. Because he's already died, and then now the girl's dead, so now he's gonna die. And then, also, he hates cats. Like, he hates himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that last part. That may have been a stretch, but a little bit. <laughs> I, I but sure. But I mean, that was. I just kind of got that one together thinking about all this. Is that like the cat story? Is, sounds just like his story. <laughs> so before we get to this facing, before, we, before we get to that. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, can we talk about how the fact that Spike does not wear his fucking pink coat in this episode? This is the final episode. Yeah, he's going trench coat, get... isn't he? Yeah, he goes trench coat, which is awesome. But why <laughs> the fuck is there no fluffy, puffy coat? It's not that cold. It doesn't matter, dude. All I less want mobility, is a... less mobility, less for to... storing weapons. I want to see the coat before before Spike dies. I want to see it. Don't worry, he was buried in that coat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, joking aside, I know Owens and Anthony wants to talk about this fucking scene. All right, so like I said, I think this is legitimately my favorite scene in the entire series. For whatever reason, this one always stuck with me. I've watched the show a handful of times, but this scene I always remember like more than anything else. It's it's so goddamn powerful from a writing perspective from a voice acting perspective from a narrative perspective and to me i think and, and i kind of want to want you guys to weigh in on this feeling as well this is like the true final scene of the series and the next like five minutes is kind of like a farewell if that makes any sense no it makes sense no it does but like go uh i think it does after you've seen the episode Ma- sure okay because a lot of perspective I've gotten from, like, you guys between the eyes and, like, this is, like, from perspectives of seeing it, it, like, the first time, like, I saw this, I don't know, like, what the, f- like, this was a huge, this felt like the scene before the scene, uh-huh. still. And then after you see it, you're like, no, that may have been the scene. It, so, I was going to save this until after, but I think now is the correct point to ask it. When did you know how this was going to end? Um... Well, I just kind of naturally assumed that Vicious would die. Okay. Just based on stories in general. Sure. But uh, I think I knew that Spike was going to die right as, like, right when they did the moat, like, right when they kicked everything back to each other. Okay. So, wow, that, okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that's bad. It's been, like I said, I further saw the series, like, almost 20 years ago, so. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell, because... All of the the hinting is that Spike's going to die or that there is going to be death for sure. Right. So did you think there was a chance Spike comes out of this alive? Uh, yeah. 
Really? I also okay. thought there was a chance Vicious came out of it alive. <laughs> uh, what, what I would kind of take away from this more is is I didn't know what was going to happen for sure. Like, okay. back in like the early 2000s, you could enter a movie 30 minutes in being like, that one's going to die, that one's going to live. Let's just watch it happen. This one, you're like, fuck, what is going to happen? <laughs> sure. And then when you're looking back on it, like the being the final few scenes with all of the hints that Spike's going to die and like it's 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 cemented like, yeah, obviously, like, not obviously, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, dude, you can look all the way back to Asteroid Blues. Yeah. With uh, Katarina and Asimov basically mirror Spike. It just makes sense that he dies. Yeah. And then honestly, if they would have went in another way where like. I don't know, Spike just... If they would have cut the scene before Spike fell or something like that, or you're not sure if it's ambiguous whether he died or not, and then they ended the series, I think that would have been interesting too. Sure. I mean, to be fair, and this is... We can talk about this later if we want. There are still people who will argue that Spike is alive. Uh, I mean, that's that's fair. But but like I said, if we want to talk about the Spike life or death thing, I think that's something we do a little bit later. Yeah, if actually, Anthony, if you want to talk about the scene as well, I would prefer you go first. I don't have notes from it because this, like, it's no. <laughs> There's no way, as a first-time viewer, I'm going to be taking notes during this fucking scene. <laughs> but oh, when he tells her, it's at the very end, so I'm skipping. The, but he says, "I'm going to find out if I'm alive." Dude, oh, okay, yep. From the Hold on. from the quote from the we previous can- episode. We can't go straight to that. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right, I'll, let's jump back to the beginning of this. They talk yeah. about Spike's eyes, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the eyes. They run into each other, and Spike then tells Faye about it. He he gets real close and goes, look at my eyes. Like, they're different colors. One sees only the past, and one sees, what, the, the present. present or yeah, the future? The present. And Faye starts getting mad at him, like, "Why? you've never told me anything about yourself. Why are you doing this now? Don't do this. Yeah, she knows. And Spike starts to leave. And Faye just starts screaming at him, like, why, basically, why do you have to leave? As she realized, she's finally realized that, like, this is where she wants to be. This is where she belongs. Yeah, this is where she belongs. And now, after everything she's been through, she found somewhere, she finally found somewhere, and Spike is basically ruining it. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. I mean, which is why I think it's kind of super fucking tragic for Faye. Uh, yeah, it's very. That's true. Yeah, because it's very interesting. Because she's she's uh, for the most part her storyline, right? Her side, her her storyline B, right? It's done. Yeah, and it's a very interesting perspective to see that happen. And then he's like, he still has to go finish his. Right. And then she's like, just like, and it's uh, it's just a very good. <laughs> yeah, and it's by him going good. to finish his story, he's ruining the ending of Faye. Exactly. Yeah. That's just awesome. Yeah, she just starts shooting into the air. Instead of him. Yeah, because she knows that she can't stop him. Like, he ha- he's gonna go do this, and there's nothing that she can do to convince him otherwise. With words, with force, like, it's always gonna happen. She has to let it happen. And also, to kind of bring it back to, like, when you while you were asking if I knew and when I knew Spike was gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had multiple times where he's like, maybe this is the one. Yep. You know what I mean? And other than like the literal continuation of the series, you know, that could have been the one. 
So we've seen him come back multiple times from shit he shouldn't have come back from. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that he does live. Right. That's that's true. And especially considering, I believe, the first time that happens is when Faye says it back in Battle of Fallen Angels. And then I think the next one is Perolifo. Yep. Yeah, I think it's those two. And that's kind of more of toward my other previous point of I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Sure. And then we get to the... So she's like, why do you have to do this? Why do you have to go throw your life away for nothing? And he says, I'm not going to die. I'm going to see if I'm really alive. Which is... Which... I, ha- I, oh my I have to do it, Faye. He says like that the fact, and... like, And that brings back to that previous quote, right? From the that Jet said? Which quote? The quote that I... Oh, the Kilimanjaro one? Yeah, yeah. dude, that was so fucking good. Yeah. Oh my god, and then, that and was then such a good line. I'm going to go find out if I'm alive. Yeah, and it's so good because he's like, he's not, I, I don't think he's being like fatalistic there. I think he's actually being a little bit optimistic. Like, Julia's dead. All that's left, he's been brushing up with death the entire series. And all that's left for him to do is show down with Vicious. If he comes out of it alive, then he can move forward. It's his closure. Like he's finally ready to move on, no matter how it plays out. But he has to finish it first, <laughs> which I think is partially why people, some people so cling to the idea that he's not dead and that he just comes back and is happy with Faye and <laughs> Jet. But... I mean, you can, you can, you, you can make I an argument know. for him not dying, but you could say that his old life died and he's beginning his new life. I think that's going to yeah. happen either way. Yeah. Even if he lived or died, I think he's yeah, happy exactly. either way what happens. Yeah, I absolutely think so. Or not happy, but at least content. Sure. Sure. Then we get the fucking kick-in of See You Space Cowboy, the remix of Real Folk Blues. Sheesh. And this whole montage. It was so fucking good. So fucking, good. He kicks the grenade in. That was I so fucking so badass. So he just, like, everyone's like, oh shit, yeah, that's Zach- Mike. And then he just kicks a fucking grenade at him. Yep, exactly. So good. Oh, so actually, that's another question I have. With this, like, what is the feeling that you guys got from it? Because I could see at a different point, especially having watched it the first time, this kicks in and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. It's pumping. It's triumphant. Oh, yeah. But kind of like I alluded to earlier for me this time, knowing how it plays out, it felt like a like a farewell, like Spike was being played off. Not, It didn't feel, I don't know. Oh, baby, I was hyped as I'm, fuck. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm with Ethne too, dude. I'm hype as fuck. This is my third or fourth time watching dude. it, and I'm like, hell yes! I love this scene! I had the backwards cap on, the fucking sunglasses, <laughs> my dick hard while I'm riding my Harley down the street, bro. Let's fucking get it. Yeah, exactly. So do you, got, do you guys want to talk about specific moments in his tower climb? Or? So anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> Spike just goes up, popping fools. Dude, he left and right. And I get, it cannot be understated how goddamn good see you space cowboy is as a track yeah it's amazing i mean basically what happens is he kicks the grenades in kills all the people in the fucking lobby goes up the escalator puts in the bomb ups the escalator the bomb blows up on the escalator so no one can come up because no one believes in stills anymore Bro, why am I gonna walk if a machine's gonna do it for yeah, me? And then so he so he goes up the elevator and he's reloading his gun. Gets out of the elevator, shins down with a gun. He's like, "I'm with you, bro. Let's take this down together." But they didn't fucking talk about it. They just like, "Let's go." 
and fucking they going down the hallway and they're fucking blasting fools. Uh, I guess it's worth noting that at that point, uh, I think right before he encounters Shin, Spike does get shot in the arm. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, he takes one. He, he well, at some point it's clear he takes more than one. But yeah, Spike took one, and that's when then Shin takes out that guy, right? Like, yep. First shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I forgot to say he pulls out two guns and is just going. Yeah, he does pull out the blast. second gun. Yep, and just goes blasting with two guns, which is just great. Yeah, dude, him and that guy shooting at each other in the hallways like me playing Valorant. There's <laughs> <laughs> bullets going everywhere, none connected. Yeah. Uh, so Shin tells uh, Spike that he's on the top floor. I think Shin, uh, Shin presses the button and then gets caught off guard and gets shot. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Shin dies. Yep, and then Spike heads up top, and, um, and him and Vicious are waiting for each other. Uh, worth noting, Spike, at this point, he, one of his eyes is shut because of blood, and it's his eye that, or it's his left eye, which at this point we are led to believe is the eye that sees the past. That's cool. I didn't reckon it, yeah. Which I think is probably his fake eye. I mean, that makes sense. We forgot that Shin wants, um, wants Spike to take over the syndicate. Yeah, he did yeah. mention that. Which is weird, because I would never... Never would think of Spike as a leader, so... No, absolutely not. But like I said, I think people just like Spike. Oh, so there was a big explosion that happens in Spike and Jet... And Spike and Vicious are finally fighting. And they're talking to each other. And... Vicious tells Spike again that he's the only one that can kill him and set him free. Mm-hmm. And so, um... Spike retorts the same thing to Vicious. So they're both. And then they're dueling. Well, Spike says, uh, Julia passed away. Let's end it all. Yep. And then that's when they end it. And then we get the shot to the fucking, um, I guess, heart to Vicious and Spike gets sliced. That truly didn't know if they were going to swap weapons for a second or that was kind of dope, though. Yeah, yeah. I love how they kick their weapons back to each other. Yeah, that yep. was fucking cool. Because, and I think, like, kind of in this fight, we do. I wouldn't say it's like a strict parallel, but the the two are so connected in a weird way. And the the fact that Spike even thinks to mention like, "Hey, Julia's dead. Time to end this." Feels like I bet somewhere Vicious feels the same way. He's just climbing and fighting until something finally gets him. Ah, oh, you might be right about that. Makes a lot of sense. The the fact that they're just both going, like, one of them has an actual, like, one's got ambition. <laughs> Vicious has the ambition to actually attempt to better <laughs> himself. But uh, Spike's more like the, you know, go with the flow. So, I mean, in terms of just keep going till you die, yeah. I was just saying, um, it's, it's just a great scene of Gunfu versus Swordplay. I just love Gunfu from Spike's end. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a good fight, and I'm actually really glad that it's so short. So many things would make this like half an episode fight. Yeah. It's but, like five minutes and it's done. Oh, it's not even. Oh, no. I'm, I'm saying the, what's called the fight for Spike up the, um, oh, yeah. Up the thing. Yeah. But the fight with Vicious is like 30 seconds or something. And then, um, so Spike kills, um, suits Vicious in the chest and, uh, a flashback, flashback of Julia's, um, what she said, what was her last word? It's all a dream. Uh, she said, yeah, it was all a dream. And Spike responding, yeah, just a bad dream. I got a little nervous right there. <laughs> I totally get why. 
I swear to God. <laughs> oh, really? You thought it was a dream sequence? I was going to get... I, I, I got kind of nervous for about half a second, and then when it went back to Spike, like, slowly walking. With the sun coming up. Yeah. There are people that will argue that it's a dream as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I disagree with that one. Yeah, I super do too, but sometimes reading those kinds of theories is fun. <laughs> Just to see what kind of evidence people come up with. And I guess to answer your initial question, though, about when did I know Spike was going to die, it was when he put his mm-hmm. hand up. Literally the last line of the show? Yeah. Wait wait a second, wait a second. So we, we, we have Spike, we have the sun coming up, and we have Spike, and fucking looks amazing. Like, what's it called? The, the pics, the lighting, Cinematography. And all this other stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, what's called? Shot. And the fucking syndicate guys finally figured out that the escalators can be used as stairs. <laughs> so they finally got up. <laughs> but they finally figured it out. And they finally got to where Spike is at. And they're like, oh, the boss is dead. And Spike falls down. I mean, no, he says, he says, bang. He pulls out his bang. And yeah, falls Spike down. falls down. Way to misrepresent one of the most iconic shots in anime history. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. And then Spike falls down, I guess. Bang. But yeah, it's so fucking good. He just, I mean, it's, look, if you weren't convinced that Spike dies, I think all you need to look at is the pure white lighting of the shot. Yeah. yeah. And that he walks out, he says, bang, falls over, which, remember Sympathy for the Devil? I actually don't, in terms of references from this. The very, very end, uh, he throws up the kid's harmonica and points at it with his finger and says, bang. Hmm. And that was the kid who said, like, hey, I I can finally die. You get me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it slowly pans up and cuts into Blue, the song that plays over the credits this time, which is a beautiful song. Uh, Yeah, I wrote down a couple of lyrics where she was like, don't wake me up. I'm so free. Stuff like that. Were the English parts of the song. Uh, Isn't there's? (laughs) I feel like there's something about a dream. Yeah, don't wake me from my dream. I'm so free. Oh. Yeah. But we actually, I mean, I want to this kind of call back to the shaman too we see the star go out yep oh yeah we do yeah which funny enough people will say oh but that was vicious's star <laughs> we should have seen two stars fall if spike was dead first of all vicious is not a fucking star you guys just saying he's a black everyone pole. has a star yeah, vicious didn't die what are you talking about vicious ain't dead yeah vicious is still alive yeah. <laughs> so i have a question for you guys yeah uh you're gonna carry that weight yes Reference? Beatles. Okay. It's a song. Off uh, the final... It's off Abbey Road, I think, which is the final album they did together. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's referencing is just the end of the... Be- the. Sure. But I, I I could be entirely pulling this out of my ass and like, who knows when it was asked and when he said it. But uh, Watanabe, the creator, I think has said like, oh, that was more a message to the audience. And like, you've seen this and now it's up to you to carry on the story of these people and stuff like it's we don't see we don't get like a real resolution with ed Faye, jet and even if you want to believe that spike is alive or dead it's just yeah th- this is the end of cowboy bebop everything else is on you now gotcha i didn't know if i would miss something or if that was an actual like if it was a nod to something or if it's literally just saying you guys are now going to carry that weight <laughs> yeah i, I we mean just it's did. definitely both well i know i got fucking chills though yeah it's yeah Okay, so Anthony, for your first legit anime, besides what, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, and... Well, hold on. You said legit and then Naruto? <laughs> Naruto's not legit. I mean, 
that I'm saying besides fuck whatever. What do you think? Oh of my god! Baba please Bebop? don't add us. Alright, I'm gonna put that in terms of like everything I've watched, but uh, definitely up there. Yeah, I. Yeah, even like regardless of, you know, it being an anime, it's one of my favorite TV shows. Just period. With that in mind, I would recommend whenever you're comfortable with it, watch it again. It's, or, you know, show it to someone else, because, dude, I it, I think it really does gain so much on rewatches. I bet it will, too. Well, I'm glad you like it. Like, oh, it was, I this, loved it. <laughs> considering it was my pick, and it was it was only just pick two, but we were just going to put it on my pick. I mean, if you're if you're doing something like this, it has to be Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. If Cowboy I was Bebop. teaching a university course on anime, Cowboy Bebop would probably be the first unit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is my first one out of my top five. How we up is that fantastic. And, um, yeah. Uh, when did that opinion solidify for you, do you think, Anthony? That, like, how highly you think it did? Like, kind of a top ten kind of thing of all television I've watched. Do you, do you think that came, like, right at the very end? Or? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of endings. Until I've seen the ending, I won't like, put it in. Um, okay, yeah, I got you. Because, I mean, yeah, I, and I, yeah I it's the last thing you're going to remember, right? For the bar. Sure. And this one has one of the most, like, I what's it called? I wouldn't say biggest ending, but, like, iconic. That's, yeah, iconic. That's what it is, ending. And this is Spike Bang. And I kind of feel fucking, uh, I think it's fucking hilarious that, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before that, but I was like, did they get canceled? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think you did ask. I'm like, <laughs> they got canceled. <laughs> God damn it. Yep. And they were like, you guys were like, uh, no, it was just a one and done. They knew. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's no, cool. The ending was written before they even started, like, making the show. I could see that. I've just seen, like, enough <laughs> interviews with Watanabe over the years where he's basically said just, I knew how this was going to end before we made it. Gotcha. And I, I think that mentality goes a super long way. I think it's really impressive that show. while you're making the show, you can still stick to the true ending that you had. Every time I rewatch Cowboy Bebop, I go into it with the mentality of, like, this is probably the best anime i've ever seen and one of the best shows i've ever seen and then i watch it and i keep like i know it's true and every part of it is so good but it there's always a little part of me that's like are you over exaggerating this because it's cowboy bebop and then these last couple episodes hit and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> now i remember definitely i just think these final two episodes or final three episodes technically wrap everything together in such a way that it empowers the rest of the series but uh yeah. Who's your favorite character out of like the whole series? Oof. I guess I have to go with Cowboy Andy. No, I'm really? just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, too late. I already deleted all my podcasts. Oh fuck. <laughs> um actually I'm gonna ask you that first and I'm gonna think about a monkey. <laughs> Do you have to ask monkey? <laughs> I kinda I'm just saying I'm just saying this view through this view. I think Ed has become my favorite character. I fucking hmm. love her. She's adorable in every scene she's in. And I never get, like, super mad at her. Like, she's fantastic. Every, like, every time they point the point the camera to Ed, she's always doing something wacky, and I fucking love it. Her, her episodes are actually really good. Like, I think her lowest episode is probably the chess episode, and it's not that bad. 
I love Bohemian Rhapsody. Fight me. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> no, at me, motherfuckers. Oh damn. But yeah, I think Ed is becoming one of my is one of my favorite characters of Cowboy Bebop. And then Spike. But <laughs> <laughs> Well then for it's Ed, then Spike's abs, then Spike. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Owen's nose. <laughs> for me, I think this time probably not gonna be a surprise. I think I have to go with Faye. Oh really? Yeah, um, I think she's so fucking cool, but so layered and so well done. She doesn't fall into the femme fatale. She doesn't fall into the damsel in distress. She's just like actually such a dynamic and well-rounded character. Um, Her story is so tragic and sad. And I I just love a, a character like that who's super flawed. Yeah. But in a way that is totally understandable. Okay, Anthony. But what about you, dude? It's it's a close one between Ed and Jet. Oh really? Another Ed fan. Oh, uh, I just I love I love every person's reactions to Ed. It's not very interesting, but I of the especially of those four, I like I think I like Jet the most. Yeah. I mean there's not a whole lot like it's just a that's my kind of character that I like. So I'm just gonna ask, what do you guys think of um, what do you think has happened afterwards? What do you think Jet and uh, Faye doing? You guys think they bounty hunting still? Oh, dude, as sad as it fucking is, I bet they split up. You think so? Okay. You think Jet's still bounty hunting? Oh, I bet they're still like bounty hunting, but they're not together. What about Ed? God, who knows what Ed's doing? Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking that she's like probably done searching for her father. And just like, I think she finds her father and then decides it's that's not where she needs to be. That's what I'm thinking too, Anthony. I think she like figures out what she wants to do or something like that. I think she stays with him for a while and realizes that that's not what she needs and who she wants to, you know. Yeah, which would actually really track with her character arc. Like she gets what she needs out of being with him and then goes to find the next thing. All I would want is what I would really love is if um Ed meets them. Meets with them back up. You mean Ed? Oh, they will, man. I guarantee they will. Someday, somewhere. Someday, somewhere, Space Cowgirl. So, like I referenced earlier, I'm trying to approach this somewhat academically, I think. (laughs) And that if I were to create a university course on anime, Cowboy Bebop would be like at the beginning. So, then there's a few places to go. And for one, I want to do a movie. And two, I kind of wanted to do something I hadn't seen before. There were a few places to go. One was Akira, which I think that movie aesthetically probably holds up really well. I think it's probably fine, but the back half kind of falls apart. And, you know, it is a very important movie, but I didn't want to do Akira. Next, the next most obvious is something from Studio Ghibli. Which, as much as I absolutely love Princess Mononoke, I watched it earlier this year. (laughs) So, didn't need to jump right back on that. And if I was going to pick a Ghibli, it'd be that. And I'm going to say that studio's name differently every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then the next is where I landed. There's one other really big, really important director to anime. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the live-action Last Airbender. 
Yes. One of the greatest directors of our time, M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> doing a live-action adaptation of a movie or of a TV series made in the U.S. is my pick for an anime. <laughs> I thought Airbender was French. <laughs> Fuck off. And I'm pretty sure you told me that. <laughs> I did not. All right, skip to it. Get back on it. Um. So, and I kind of alluded to it earlier because. Uh, it's this movie is penned by Sadayuki Murai, who wrote a couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop. I think he wrote uh, Gateway Shuffle and Perot Lafoe, if I'm remembering correctly. Ooh. So we're going to one of the most important anime directors, Satoshi Kon, and we're going to be watching Perfect Blue, which we'll put this in front of the episode and on, in the notes, but I'm going to throw it out right now if you're watching along with us. Probably look up content warnings <laughs> if you're sensitive to stuff. I asked you guys so a week bad. ago if you were okay with some fucked up shit. I'm absolutely Fuck. okay with fucked up shit, but I have no idea what this is, and I'm really excited. I've now. never seen it. I just know that it is. It's like a psychological horror movie. Oh, I'm in. That's what I was gonna try to pick for you, fuckers. And Satoshi Khan, everything I've seen by him is phenomenal. Um, Paprika's really good, a little long, honestly, but really good. Paranoia Agent is, wow, Paranoia Agent's incredible. If you can watch Paranoia Agent, do it. But, yeah, I've never seen this movie. It's credited as one of the most important and one of the best anime movies of all time. Satoshi Khan is, like I said, extremely important. So I feel like it's a good place to go. But, yeah, so... I believe at the time of this recording, it's available for rental on Amazon. I don't think it's free anywhere legally. That'll do it for Cowboy Bebop. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at ChrisRBailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12-speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of speed energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games. Well, sometimes multiplayer games. Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey. Also, always a zero. And my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime. Or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first Anime. anime.